All right. Hello and welcome just to family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV as I like to call it. Today we're going to be talking about the leading causes of burnout and well who doesn't want to know about that because none of us want to experience burnout but most of us do. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by Healthonology. Um, so they are calling all office staff, middle managers, consultants, IT programmers and tech specialists and all corporate professionals. Uh, are you ready to get past overwhelm at work? Get this free guide to build your career to get more money in less time with less stress and beat burnout in your career. So go and check out that link. You can get that guide from them directly from the link that is pinned in this episode. So go and click that link and get your free guide today. Um, I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker to introduce yourself. Teresa, would you like to say hello? Absolutely. Thanks for the lovely introduction, Melissa. Uh, my name is Teresa Yu. I'm the founder of Healthonology, and I help corporate professionals get out of burnout, take back their health, and enjoy their career that they love so much and enjoy their life along with it. Absolutely. We, we go through that so often where, and you and I were talking about this in the, in the pre-screening interview apparently I can't talk this morning this afternoon <laughs> so we were talking about you know all the different reasons or all the different causes of burnout and just a couple of them off off the list that I've got here is you know uh work ethic right when you've got a strong work ethic or there's ones where you're, it's culturally it's ingrained into your into you culturally that you have to be work 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 all the time um family, society, there are so many different causes to burnout. Um, and I guess understanding some of those is, is what we're going to be explaining today, right? Understanding some of those, how we can avoid them, what we, excuse me, can do differently. Yeah, absolutely. Those are major um, factors to burnout and everyone has their own definition of burnout, right? So there, there isn't a one size fits all for the most part, you know, if you're a high achiever, if you're a high performer at your job, um, you love to please other people. Um, you want to do a great job at your work. Um, those tend to be a lot of factors to contribute to kind of the burnout culture, um, and really just society kind of demands it nowadays with jobs being kind of scarce. Everything is very competitive. Um, it's very easy to fall into that burnout mentality. Well, not only just high achievers, though, I've known <coughs> people who are maybe not as high achieving or, you know, lazy, for lack of a better word. And I fall into that category at times. Um, <coughs> their their ability to reach burnout faster or maybe in a different way would would be an issue as well burnout affects I think everybody in different ways like you said it is individualistic for the person right um my version of burnout maybe I get sick like violently ill or you know maybe for some people, it's it's mental health, right? Where their mentality, it's like you get brain fog, right? You're just like, right, what am I right. even doing? Um, so let's get into um, some of the leading causes of burnout and then maybe go into some early warning signs. 
Yeah, sure. Um, everything that you've listed there is that you've listed earlier is, you know, very, very much what I see nowadays, um, kind of leading to burnout. So people who are overworking, um, and that's also very relative to the person. There's some people who can do lots and lots of things in a day. And some, some people only want to focus on one or two things and get those done well. Right. So that, so it really depends like what your definition of overwork is and how you manage that day to day. Um, and of course, you know, the main, I would say the main thing that really pops up is toxic environment, toxic manager. Um, they're not working well with other people and they don't really like the people that they work with essentially, like the relationship just isn't there for them. And it's really hard for them to kind of contribute to anything in those teams. Um, assuming that you know, most people do work in teams, um, if for the most part, um, unless you're maybe just like an individual contributor, or like a programmer, but at the same time, you're still working in teams. You still, usually you have a manager, someone that you report to and the relationship just isn't there for them. Um, another thing that I'm seeing is lack of passion. Like what you want to do is not aligned with what you, you know, feel good about. So if you're in a field that um, isn't aligned with what you believe in, then really there's just sort of tug and pull there where you're just not feeling what you're doing. You don't like it. You're not um, enjoying it. And that really leads to burnout too, because you're doing something you don't want to do. You're just doing it for maybe um, to pay the bills. You might, you know, you have a family to feed, you know, you, you need um, that certain sort of lifestyle that you probably want to live towards, but you're just not happy. Um, and another one that actually you touched upon, but it is kind of overlooked. And some people um, may not categorize this as burnout, but I certainly do because I see it is those people who aren't high achievers and they just kind of fade into the background um, and they're not doing a lot to move themselves forward in their career. It could be because they're, you know, that lack of passion again, it could be because of overwhelm, but they're, but in the outside, it's just, they're not doing much. Um, they're bored. Um, they're a little tired, they're fatigued, um, they don't want to do anything, but at the same time they do. So there's that dissonance again there where, you know, it's like, oh, I don't want to do it. Like it's, and it's kind of hard to get moving in the very beginning um, for some of those, for, for that cohort. So um, yeah, those are really all of the different signs I'm seeing. And in terms of early signs. Um, I think we've touched upon that again, but definitely fatigue. Um, so it looks like, you know, lying in bed for a long period of time, not wanting to get up, not, you know, I mean, not, not everyone springs out of bed and it's like, okay, you know, you're ready to like take on the day and go to work. Not everyone is like that. Of course not. But, you know, if you feel helpless if you feel extremely fatigued, if you are, you know, more tired than usual, um, 
in, you know, in bed or just like around the home or, you know, at work, then those are definitely early signs of burnout. Um, you know, helps talking to someone about it, someone that you trust either at work or not, um, a close friend, relative, your coach, therapist, your doctor, um, those are all good resources, um, but really just catching them early um, helps. Talk, talking it out helps, journaling helps. So it really depends on the person, but those are all different resources that I like to um, tell people to do. Yeah. So I'm going to go back to, um, and just add a few points to the, you know, leading causes of burnout. And one of them that I don't think is mentioned enough is a lack of identity or lack of awareness of yourself. Okay. So I'm an identity coach. That's my bread and butter. I absolutely love it. One of the things that we don't think about is, and, and I was talking to my own coach about this the other day, and she was shocked. Um, to say the least, she was shocked. Um, because I said, I have, I don't like routines. I hate routines. I, I can't stand them. Um, if I have an appointment, I show up for the appointment, but at the same time, I can't stand routines. I like, I like my freedom. Mm-hmm. And so we were talking about the show and for anybody watching or catching this replay, we will be updating the show. Um, we won't be live streaming anymore. We'll still be streaming, but we won't be live anymore we'll still connect with you in the chat and all of that but we will be live um and one of the reasons that we're doing that is because and I'm going to tell you burnout for me so I started noticing so when school when the school year started because we're in October so when the school year started for my daughters I'm now doing drop off and pick up and when I decided that oh I'm going to be doing drop off and pick up I'm like I have to schedule my day a little bit so I took all of my live streams and I bumped them an hour earlier. So now we're doing them at one. Um, but I realized that once I'm done at one or 1.30, two o'clock, we've also shortened them to half an hour instead of an hour. But now that we're, when we're done, I only get about an hour before I have to start picking up my daughters. And my daughters um, finish school 35 minutes apart. So I have to go pick up one, wait another half an hour to go pick up the other, and then I get to come home. And by the time I come home, I have to make them. Yeah. And so I take the first part of my morning to just be me. That's my me time. That's my time where if I want to lie in bed for an hour and read a book, or if I want to watch a show that I haven't watched in a while, or whatever it is, scroll TikTok or Facebook, I get to do that. That's my morning. And what I've realized is that my creativity time or my productive time is usually about now to evening, Mm -hmm. right? 12 o'clock, midnight, whenever. That's my productivity time. So for me to do the show every afternoon, right at the beginning of my productivity time, I don't want to do anything after. I'm taking away from my, my energy, my, by doing the show, which is great. I love the show. No, no complaints there but I had to switch it. And one of the things was, is like I said, afternoon, and I was talking to my husband about yesterday, afternoon, I like to be productive. That's when I get motivated. That's when, you know, my body starts telling me, okay, Melissa, it's time to do stuff. Let's go have a dance party or let's, let's create a program or whatever it is that I need to do in the afternoon. That's my good time. And there are companies out there nowadays that are starting to acknowledge that 
all of us have a different schedule. Mm -hmm. So there are people who are early risers. Half half the doctors that I've met are up at five o'clock in the morning. My best friend is up at five o'clock in the morning and in bed at like nine, 10. And I'm like, I don't, I can't do that. Like I want to sleep until nine, go to bed and go to bed at midnight or one o'clock. Right. Yeah. Um, so what they've done in some companies is they've taken and you can start earlier and end earlier. So for those really early risers, you can come in six, 7 a.m. And then for the late risers, you can come in 10, 11 and you'll still get a full day work in, but you're doing it in, in your peak times, right? Because it was causing Absolutely. a lot of burnout for employees to be there eight, four, nine, five, whatever that looked like. It was causing a lot of burnout for specific employees or yeah, because <coughs> that was their role. So I think knowing your times, knowing your body, knowing your energy and when it peaks, when it doesn't peak, you know, when you're tired, when I was pregnant at three o'clock, I napped from two to three, it was nap time. That's what my body told me, right? So every listening to your body and understanding who you are, how you work, what works for you, that's a huge one. The second one is life work balance. The amount of people who burn out because they have no life work balance. And that's not just life as in family or friends. That's you, right? Having some me time, having some family time, having some friend time, making time in your day every day for at least yourself. And that's not doing the dishes or laundry or whatever it looks like. It's you time that leads to burnout as well. If you're not putting effort into you time. Absolutely. Yep. I would agree. Um, the me time is important, uh, especially for women. It tends to be overlooked. And if you have children, even more so, um, because you kind of want to scramble to do all the things, um, have everything set, you know, it's, it's kind of the perfectionist. And I'm talking about myself too. I was once in that mode where, you know, everything kind of has to be perfect. Everything, um, has to look a certain way, but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, it's, you got to take care of number one, two. Um, and that's how you help other people. And that's how you run, um, a, a successful business. That's how you do really great at your work. And that's how you can serve the people at your job. Um, and also in your family and everyone who surrounds you. So absolutely 100%. I agree. Um, now symptoms, so early signs and not necessarily just early signs. Some of the ones I wrote down, I was writing stuff down while you were, um, giving your, your ideas too. So you mentioned fatigue. Absolutely. Utterly hundred percent. If you are overtired all the time, then you're probably not, you're, you're probably experiencing, experiencing some form of burnout, but irritation, anger, mm depression, anxiety, panic. If you're waking up in the morning and you're irritated because you have to go to work, if you're waking up and you're panicking because you have to go deal with your coworkers, your, your work is stressing you out. And there's a reason why maybe go and go and find somebody like myself or Teresa to identify what's going on and how you can make it better for yourself. Because there are going to be times where you're going to have to work with people you don't like. 
there are going to be times where you're going to have to do a job that you don't like while building for your future, right? We're never stuck there, but we may have to spend a little bit of time there figuring out how this works, what we want, what we need. And those people who irritate you, if you go to work and you don't like working with the people you're working with, you need to ask yourself why, because that's an internal. <laughs> that's always an Absolutely. internal. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and really, I would offer that there are some cases where you don't have to work with those pesky colleagues. Um, if you don't, if you can't help it, like you might be put in a team where, you know, if there's five of you, there's that one person you don't like, like there's all, there's always that one person, right? You don't have to necessarily talk to them every day or coordinate with them. You can just do the necessary things you have to do to get the work done. And that's it. Like, you know, a lot of people like to have this inner dialogue um, that you have to do something and it's not necessarily true. So when there's a little bit of anxiety, um, definitely ask yourself why that is and how you can help yourself with that, how you can prevent it ultimately. Yeah. And if that means going to your employers, right? Um, <clears throat> I'd like to say most, but <clears throat> I'm not going to. Uh, some employers <clears throat> are starting to <clears throat> acknowledge and appreciate anxiety and depression and stress and overwhelm and, you know, give personal days or, you know, <clears throat> switch schedules or um, even switch departments if that's something that needs to happen, right? If you're doing a project and you're working with a team and say, maybe, you know, you don't get along with the rest of the team, say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. It's, and just say, you know what, I'd rather not be put with this, with these, this group again, not that there's anything wrong with them, but I feel uncomfortable. And, you know, it, everything that we experience, even burnout comes from ourselves. Every emotion, every feeling that we have is created by our own mindset, by our own head, right? If you have a belief about something, you're going to emotionally react that way. If you have a situation that you don't like, you're the one who doesn't like it. You, it, it always comes back to the individual but that also means you have the power to change it. Yeah, I would agree, Melissa. Definitely the belief work is so important. Um, and, you know, believe it or not, a lot of people believe that their manager doesn't want to work with them. They don't want to see them be successful, but that's just not true. Like the managers are there to help you. The team is there to help you succeed and Honestly, I, I know some pretty good companies that will do everything to make you comfortable. Um, they really value you. You just have to start the conversation. And that's really the initial thing, right? A lot of people are very fearful of losing their, their job, um, losing, you know, clients, um, and they just don't speak up. And that's really that part where you have to work on your belief. Yeah. Yep. Open yourself up and, and speaking your truth. Right. And that doesn't mean you need to be vulgar about it or, or anything along those lines, but you know, I was having a talk with my son today and he's like, you know, you could make that phone call. And he's talking about a situation um, that his girlfriend experienced today, 
for yesterday. And he's like, you could do that. I was like, I could. He says, yeah, but I know if you do that, you're going to be an a-hole and, but you're not going to be like mean about it, but you're going to get it done. And I said, that's confidence. I said, I'm, I go into situations knowing what outcome I want um, and fighting for what I believe. Now I'm not rude about it. I'm not crude or, or vulgar. It's, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. This is not right. We need to figure this out. And, you know, stand up for yourself and know that if you're in a toxic environment, you have the opportunity to change. Is it easy? No, absolutely it's not. But when you figure out who you are, what you want, and how your skills will help you get there, that opens all the doors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Know what your strengths are. Uh, know what your selling points are. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or you're a professional. Um, Everyone has their own strengths and what they offer. So you offer something to a corporation, an organization, or a company. They hired you for those strengths and kind of work those in your favor too. And, you know, I always like to say like the managers hired you to do a certain role, like to, to, to get the job done. Know what that is because that's ultimately going to drive your conversation and getting what you want in those um, kind of like those negotiations and discussions as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just about to say something and I cannot remember. Um, Oh, there we go. It it is where you work, what you do for work, um, your income levels it's time to ask yourself these questions right it's time to find your purpose your passion what drives you um what what your ideal day looks like my my own coach asked me that uh, a couple weeks ago melissa what is your ideal day right how many hours do you want to work a week or a day or a month or whatever that looks like what do you want to be working what does your ideal look like how is it structured um what are you doing who are you with Ask yourself these questions and, you know, start identifying where your work life is burning you out or where your actual life is burning you out. Because, you know, burnout is not just employees or employers. It's also moms and dads who are running themselves ragged, trying to make sure that everything and everyone is happy, healthy and perfect, except for themselves. Um, And that has to be the leading cause of burnout for me is trying to do everything for everybody else and not yourself. Number one. Yeah. Far, far none. Um, absolutely. It's not just work burnout that we kind of talk about and that I kind of help people with, but you know, even if it's, if you're anxious about work, even if it's like, you're very frustrated in, in your environment. A lot of different things really add up to that. Like the things about, you know, like making sure things are perfect, making sure the kids are fed, making sure the laundry's done and it's folded neatly and put back in their closets. Like all of those things really add up. Um, and that, the little things are the, are the big things. Right. And that really snowballs into a big explosion where it's like, Oh no, like there's this point in time when you're burnout. And that's really like what 
people experience as burnout, but really there's the little things that really add up. So, um, yeah, I would say definitely it really starts with the small things. It starts with, you, like you said, the morning routine, like for me, I don't like getting up. I used to be, I used to get up early. Like I used to get up at five and now I don't, and I value my sleep more than anything else now. Um, and I personally, for me, sleep is like the number one thing. And, um, once, when you get a good night's rest, like suddenly like your coworkers aren't as pesky, you know, like you can manage your schedule better. Like the clients aren't as needy. Right. So there's all those things that you kind of have to know yourself on. Um, and I definitely agree that, you know, working on those little things will help, uh, mitigate those big issues. Absolutely. All right. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? Um, you know, I think we covered most of the things here and, um, I do, I do want to emphasize a little bit about the belief work, um, that I think you had mentioned earlier, but just to kind of add the cherry on top of that for, for your own beliefs, everyone has their own beliefs because we all come from different backgrounds, right? Like, um, most of it comes from our parents, like our family, um, and what your parents learn from their parents and so on and so forth. So that's really all passed down. Um, sometimes it's epigenetic. Um, a lot of times, you know, we learn it from our peers, our friends, um, our, our belief work. And I just want to say, I, I want to say challenge what, you know, challenge the things that you think that are true. Um, because some, a lot of times they're not necessarily true. Um, and I've, I've kind of noticed this, you know, I just, I just got married not too long ago, maybe like a month ago. And what other people tell you about it is not necessarily your own truth. Like, it's not some, sometimes it's not what you believe. And I'm like, what, what do you mean? Like, that's what you believe in because that it wasn't what I believed in. And when it's challenged, you kind of have a different perspective in your mind goes a certain way where it's not necessarily your own truth. And that's a beautiful thing. And that's what makes us all human. Um, and I just, wanted to put that out there. So challenge your beliefs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we create, um, I created the seven mindset pillars. <laughs> and as we're children and getting older, we create belief systems in the seven pillars and their self, mm -hmm. spirituality, romantic relationships, family, friends, finances, and career and business. Those are the seven most important aspects of our lives. And we create the beliefs. And as we get older, everything revolves around those beliefs, right? Every decision we make, every reaction that we have, every emotion, every burnout comes down to what we believe is true. And then when we start feeling unhappiness, 99% of the time, it's caused by one of those beliefs not being what we want. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not an alignment again. And Actually, you know, when you noticed, when, when you mentioned that, I remembered a statistic um, that I read 
a, a long time ago where I think it was after age 35, most people tend to have um, solid belief systems. Like you don't learn anything new. They're only reiterations of what you already know. Um, and I just think, you know, it's so powerful if you're older than 35, you know, it, it's like, oh no, like your thinking is rigid, but it's not necessarily true. Like, um, you can challenge them. Um, you can relearn them. Um, and in fact, lots of people have that I know. Um, so yeah, it's really all about, you know, rethinking about it again. Yep. I've worked with people from their twenties to their seventies and all of them, it's reframing those beliefs. It's changing the way we look at them. It is not impossible. It's absolutely um, possible to change your beliefs or, the, or your perception of those beliefs. And it's never too late or too early to learn who you are and how to, how to make your life possible. So, all righty. Well, thank you very much for joining me today, Teresa. Of course. I really thank you. appreciated it. And I think that this, it, it, there's a lot of value to be had when we talk about, you know, burnout and, and what causes it. Absolutely. Um, definitely hope that it helps all of you out there one way or another. Um, I try to talk about as much as I can to help as many people as possible and to really relate to you. Um, so I hope that something here was helpful. Absolutely. And for anybody watching or catching the replay, make sure that you download the health Ology guide. Um, the free guide, it is all about, you know, finding fulfillment, uh, making more money, a whole bunch of stuff. Free guide to build your career, to get more money in less time with less stress and beat burnout in your career right now. So go and check that out. Again, that link is in the description from Health Anology, And that is Teresa's company. And for anybody watching, if you want to connect with Teresa or myself, you can find our information, our links in the description of this episode. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, Melissa. You're very welcome. Make sure you go and check her out. Download that free guide. Uh, like, follow, and share the show. And if you are interested in being a guest speaker or a guest blogger, or if you want to see a topic featured on the show, please reach out to us, justalivetv.com. We are always, our inbox is always open. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler, and I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye. Bye, everyone.